Good afternoon. I'm Jordan Peoples, and Marvel sucks. I'm Cade Weiberg, and no, it doesn't. Uh, thank you all for listening in after the 100th episode. This is so satisfying that you weren't just along for the ride for us to get to that really satisfying four-hour ep about Marvel. Yeah, this is our first episode of what I like to think of as like our has-been era. Like, we used to be good, but now it's over 100. It's boring. If we were, if this episode was an album, or if now our podcast was an album, what do you think it would be? Like, from a band that thrived in a certain period of time and then dropped off the map for a while and then released this and it's not as good uh like that who song eminence front from the 80s (laughs) it's on like the who's best of and i always am just like this is the best of that era i would hate (laughs) to hear the worst um as what do you think is the worst from that era is it eminence front I've never listened to anything else because that's that. I mean, that's the single. <laughs> it was not a enticing advertisement. What if you're sleeping on one of your favorite Who albums? You know, it would be funny to revisit because I feel like I've, uh, as I've grown older, gotten more into '80s and new wave. Okay. Like I'm not big into it, but I'm not as off put sure. by it as I once was. <laughs> <laughs> that's so. Maybe you might prefer '80s Who. Well, I think that is very unlikely i don't know if anyone prefers 80s <laughs> there's got to be someone there does have to be someone but that it's is someone's eminence front is someone's favorite song out there you have to remember that <laughs> and they could be listening so i, I better could be, watch could my be a words fan. they could be a fan and then this is their era for this podcast they didn't like the first hundred but they're coming back but they this stayed their... with us and i respect the... that they're like we're waiting for that eminence front episode yeah. and this is it this is the it second annual uh, no, it doesies. Even though this is happening two years after the first, no, it doesies. Yeah. Um, because we couldn't as have everyone knows, it. yeah, we had to uh, take a break, and Marvel had to take a break, and now we had a year with so much content, so many things to vote on and talk about, uh, and then uh, we had to work on the hundredth episode, and everyone submitted votes about two or three months ago, and uh, I am just now we are, we are just now getting to recording this ep yeah uh so thanks for holding out and being patient um and watching all of the marvel content this will be out sooner next year because uh we won't have to do a hundredth episode next year unless we get really really adventurous this summer yeah if we start putting out a lot of content i guess we could hit that 200 (laughs) if we start doing daily episodes i hey we're in our eminence front era this is it the next hundred is our eminence front era just a deluge of content i'm i'm kind of all here for it so uh how have you been jordan it's been so long since our last uh since the hundredth episode since we listened to those interviews for three hours straight yeah uh i've been good very busy my semester in law school has uh been wrapping up so i've had no time Would, would you like to do a segment of jordan's law corner there really isn't much to say other than I'm I'm busy and tired. <laughs> <laughs> I, that was Jordan's law corner. You yeah. heard it here first. Um, so in when did we when did we last speak for the hundredth episode? Was that a month ago? It's got to be around a month ago. Okay, so in that time, some films and television content have come out. You've watched none of Moon Knight, I take it? Not a single episode. <laughs> All right, so our Moon Knight content will be coming at a later date. Uh, 
there's one more ep- at, as of this recording there's one episode to go to go um just so the fans get a little taste of our review wait can i, I ask am... you something about moon knight of course yes uh Please. who would win in a fight moon knight okay. or meta knight okay. from kirby Moon Knight would absolutely obliterate Meta Knight. Like, no contest. Meta Knight's pretty quick. Moon Knight is faster. Okay. Plus, well, now I'm intrigued. Before, <laughs> not even a little curious. But if he could be has, Meta Knight? Yeah, oh, for sure. No no contest. The only way Meta Knight... Uh, hold on. Kirby could beat Meta Knight if he inhaled Moon Knight and took his powers. That's the only mm. way that could happen interesting yeah it's it's a really compelling show and you know maybe in episode six he's gonna fight meta knight and i won't even have to like explain how it could happen you'll just see it on screen i am okay i have one more question about moon knight okay is it better than at least one of the other marvel shows i don't want to know where it is in your ranking but is there at least one marvel show below (laughs) i was pulling up the ranking list uh mm, i need to see the last one before i make my final judgment yeah um i won't tell you where it is in the ranking but i do need to look at that to know uh if there is a show below it because as of right now i because i've enjoyed all of the shows so if it's better than any one of them then it's probably you know pretty good i think you will like it more than i do interesting personally um because so far it's just really you're watching Oscar Isaac act, and that's he is what good at that. That is a oh, skill he's, he's he has. Phenomenal. He's phenomenal. This is definitely like weird out there Marvel. It's very creative storytelling. I have not read a single Moon Knight comic in my life. I have read comics where he is featured, and all I know about him, knew about him going into this, was he was a split personality, uh, super violent vigilante so kind of like uh the character from your favorite m night Shyamalan movie split if Mm. he were a vigilante Hmm. um was that but that did was that his good movie like his recent movie that was he's had several good movies but like recently uh i mean one of them yes what other good ones has he had recently uh i mean i liked old old was a lot of fun hmm uh, and then Glass came after Split, which I also liked. He really hasn't had a dud to me. I mean, I'm a Shyamalan fanatic, so maybe I'm not the person to ask. Well, I, I've not seen, I've not been keeping up with film in general since I have been in Athens. But yes. recently, me and Ellie have started going to Cine, which is like a local kind of art theater in town. Very because nice. we went to go see Everything Everywhere All at Once would you like to segue into your thoughts about that movie? We can. And we I had uh, do you also see Coda? I have seen Coda. Yes, okay, we saw, so I we saw can talk Coda. about both of those. Okay, great. I saw Coda in last August uh because it was in the theater and I pretty much anything that comes to my movie theater if it gets any remote praise at all, I will watch it. Would you have ever guessed that it was going to win best picture? Uh no, but I really disliked a lot of the contenders this year for okay. Best Picture, so I'm kind of glad that it did. Other than Dune. I wanted Dune to win. I knew Dune was not going to win. Right. Now, I, I, I could upsetting. after watching it, I was kind of surprised that it had won. Because yeah. not that it was bad or anything. I just, what I said was it felt like the pinnacle, like, Disney movie. Like, it felt uh, like a it, really Oscar version 
of a yeah. Disney movie, like For a sure. Disney Channel movie. But and, uh, and there were there were some really great moments in it. Like yeah. I don't mean that to say that I'm just saying in kind of like the uplifting. Why are you shitting on Coda, bro? During our <laughs> Eminence Front era, <laughs> but, strong way to start the era. Like I I thought like some of the scenes were great. Like specifically the one where the father is looking around the auditorium, watching yes. people listen yes. to his daughter sing. Yeah, that scene I, I think is if there's a reason that it won, I feel like it's that because that scene was great. I teared up during that movie, like during the yeah. song at the end. I all right so. My the Oscars, uh, all the nominees, and we. I think we've been talking about this for years. Just like they're starting, the fact that Uncut Gems and a whole bunch of other movies are completely overlooked, and the Academy is just kind of going with it's safe to pick a Spielberg movie. Yeah. PTA has never won Best Director. Like there's just so many yeah, crazy, crazy, crazy decisions, and the Academy is just run by old people who are out of touch with cinema. I feel. Um, so Belfast and Power of the Dog were both front runners, and Belfast was even. Have you? Did you watch Belfast? No, I haven't seen any of these. Okay, Belfast was very much a that. To, it wasn't a, like a Disney movie, but it was so Oscar bait, just generic story. Directed uh, by Kenneth Branagh, who brought us Thor one. Uh, oh. So that's my favorite Kenneth Branagh film. This did not live up to Thor one. That's tough. Um, <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> it's. I just, it was so cookie cutter movie. And then Power of the Dog, I really did not like because it is uh, Jane Campion. If you remember in college, we watched her film The Piano uh, in Goffrin's film class, and I absolutely hated that movie. Okay, yeah. No, I remember that now. It is on Netflix. You would probably enjoy this movie more than me. Right. But I really did not like it and i did not want it to win best picture i was going to be very upset all the oscar odds were saying that was going to win and then when i saw coda on the next day i was pleasantly surprised and i was like all right great if dune couldn't have it i'd give it to coda and then like other movies like king richard is just like how many that's another like oscar bait cookie cutter kind of deal yeah um i just and then everything everywhere all at once like what do you think the odds are that's going to get nominated for best picture probably not but man what a delight like that is yeah i mean it's as weird as swiss army man like yeah for some reason like i didn't put it together that they it was created by the same people i don't know if you mentioned that in your text or anything but like i didn't realize that till after but as soon as i realized that i was like that makes so much sense so much of the humor is so similar Yes, very much. And did you pick up? I didn't know this until like a week after I watched it. Uh, the father is Data from the Goonies. Uh, well, I'm not. A, I don't know much about the Goonies. Or so that would short short oh, round from yes, Indiana Jones. Yes. Okay. Now, yes, that revelation was a big deal when I saw that in his IMDb. Yeah. Well, and then what is because that soon, guy? Because as soon as I read that, I was like, oh, it totally was. Yeah, because his voice and mannerisms yeah. haven't changed in forty years, <laughs> and. I, well, first of all, I'm shocked you've never seen The Goonies. For, have you really not? Really, no. I feel like I'm... Wow. Because I feel like we watched that in college. I guess you were not present for it. But you real, The Goonies is phenomenal. It's a all-time great movie. No, I feel uh, like it's a foundational movie for a lot of people like in terms of their is. childhood. You should really, really watch it. Uh, I don't know what it's like seeing it for the first time as an adult. like Because I have grown up with that movie, and it's just always... I'm like a kid when I'm watching it. And if you don't have that connection, I'm curious what you will think of it. Yeah. Maybe that'll but, be a future episode. 
Hey, maybe we do a Goonies app in our Eminence Front era. <laughs> uh, so uh, this was... Well, also, what has that guy been doing? What has that actor been doing? Like, he did two really iconic roles in the 80s yeah. and then kind of dropped off the face of the earth. And yet was for... still absolutely amazing in this role. Oh, yeah. Absolutely amazing. So it wasn't Every, like he was lacking talent. No. He did not, his chops did not get rusty. <laughs> no. He did not have rusty chops. Uh, what did you think? I mean, every, every the whole act, everything about this movie. Um, did you... My only gripe with it, which is no fault of the movie itself, is... Uh, I use Letterboxd a lot, the movie review app, which uh, you should also get one, Jordan, so I can keep tabs on what you're watching these days and what how you rank all the Marvel films. Um, I have thought about it, but I also, like I said, I haven't been watching any movies, but maybe I'll start watching movies again. Just for Letterboxd, and you can review all the Marvel ones and rank them, and we have uh, all these lovely followers who will instantly follow you when they find out the Jordan Peoples has a <laughs> yeah. Letterboxd. Yeah, no, um, that's a big ticket item. It's for sure. Uh, this is apparently Letterboxd's favorite movie. It is like, it's a 4.6, which to compare, that's like Parasite or The Godfather level. That's and funny because it, it The Godfather was playing in the theater right before we went in. And really? we had to wait like 20 minutes for them to let out. So the movie started late, which I feel like is the kind <laughs> of thing that only happens at a really small theater. They're like, yeah, oh, I guess we oh, just mistimed sure. it, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a long movie. <laughs> Who would have thought? Yeah, um, that's interesting. That the guy. I mean, I mean, maybe they're just showing like bangers all day, and they show that like perfect movies. Well, it like was funny too because sh- there was a guy who was in there, and then he walked mm-hmm. out. He started talking to people, and then walked right back in for the next movie. And I could not watch The Godfather, and oh then God. another movie immediately after. No, <laughs> and especially it's like six hours of content, yeah. and these are both like there's a lot happening in these films. Yeah, no, I feel like it would be exhausting to watch everything, everywhere, all at once, right after, like, just yeah. such an epic of a movie. Yes, uh, it's, it's, and there's so much to chew on this. Uh, so, back to my one gripe is the letterbox community, and really just, I also, I work at an arts theater, and everyone, every patron who sees this movie, we realize, I, I've started to realize a month after having this, is... We're getting a lot of people who aren't regular moviegoers, and they'll see, like, one movie a year, and they will leave the movie and say, that was the best movie I've ever seen, or (laughs) movie of the year, and so I had kind of a very impossibly high bar going into this, and it did deliver as an excellent movie, don't get me wrong, it was amazing, Uh, but if I could have gone into this completely blind without any... Which is how I went into it, because I didn't even know it was that director. Like, if I'd I'd known that, that would have colored my perception going in. But I just had no baseline at all. And as a complete surprise, this movie is absolutely delightful. Yeah, it covers all the bases, and... I like the first 30 minutes again it had that impossibly high bar and I was like what is all the hype about and then each act just got better and better and the end really brought it all home it was Um, it's just like kind of relentlessly creative like there's never not a moment where they're introducing an idea or looking at an idea that they have introduced in a new way or spinning on its head like there's just no wasted space in that movie no and the editing is so impressive. They filmed yeah. pretty much this entire movie like in the laundromat, in the apartment upstairs, and at the the audit office. Yeah, like, and then IRS and they just use those. 
Yeah, they use those same three sets over and over again. And that's and then uh, there's that valley in the desert with the rocks, but I guess you didn't even need people there. You just filmed rocks yeah. in the desert. It, it's, yeah. Uh, I mean, is it going to live up to Multiverse of Madness? We're going to find out. <laughs> yeah. uh, I probably will like Multiverse of Madness better, but who knows? Who I, to say? That would be surprising. It is also funny just that like this Multiverse movie came out so close. I mean, yeah. I guess they wanted to make sure it got out ahead of it just because true so many people the multiverse are see... is hot right now it is it's it's very hot uh because the dc warner brothers the flash was gonna have their movie they push it back to next summer because it was basically just dr strange they were doing their multiverse movie with michael keaton batman hmm. and uh all these other characters uh zod from your favorite man of steel is also featured in that movie is is there already buzz about like how this dr strange is gonna be like, like are there early wise, reviews or anything yet those will be out on monday okay they're pretty tightly sealed they did show the first 20 minutes at CinemaCon. disney did uh yesterday Weird. and they didn't show it in full sequence they kind of spliced um from what i can tell this is going to be a very marvel marvel movie whereas thor love and thunder i don't know if you watched the teaser that came out i have not okay it's very fun it's very exciting it is very taika watiti and this one song instead of the immigrant song is sweet child of mine which is pretty cool <laughs> yes that's very uh, middle and, school both of those songs i feel like are very middle school rock and it fits the vibe uh, yeah. they show in the teaser they show guardians of the galaxy hanging out with thor and it's it's just very taika watiti um but I feel like that's going to be more of the fun summer. Everybody can see this movie and kind of enjoy it. And this is going to be a Marvel fans only. But it's going to really satisfy the Marvel fans. Hmm. Um, and they were still... When they were making this movie, they were marketing marketing it as a the MCU's first horror film. Right, I remember which, that. Is that still... it? kind of i mean the imagery it's sam raimi it definitely feels like a pg-13 horror movie and the villain is still nightmare i'm pretty sure um but from what i can tell based on my early uh my my guests or my guess of um how my predictions of how this is going to unfold is dr strange is going to team up with wanda there's going to be some multiverse thing and then he will be Arrested by the Illuminati, which I think we already confirmed has Patrick Stewart in it and uh, Tom Cruise Iron Man and a whole bunch of other people because evil Doctor Strange, don't know if you watched that What If episode, but... I did not. There is. Okay, that's probably <laughs> the best one. Uh, evil Doctor Strange, Emperor Supreme, whatever, uh, Doctor Strange is destroying multiverse something and he will be confused for our doctor strange and then wanda and tim will have to track down the other guy meanwhile wanda will be looking for her children from wandavision right and uh i think that's going to cause a riff in their relationship and wanda will do whatever it takes to get her family back and uh doctor strange will probably be like no because we need to save these multiverses that my clone personality is killing uh and you're trying to destroy more to get what you want uh and that will kind of set up whatever evil uh scarlet witch franchises are to come uh but that's my prediction interesting for how this is going to be i 
think again it's just going to be a super marvel movie and there's going to be a lot of marvel stuff and rumored deadpool cameo hugh jackman cameo and patrick stewart was his voice was in the trailer so pretty much confirmed yes um that would be weird if they used his voice and not him it would (laughs) very strange um do you think he'll be remembered more for this role or for his role in frasier Oh, he's that is my third favorite episode of Frasier. It is a good one. Uh, but if you're referring to, I mean, he's playing Professor X, presumably. Right. So from his big roles the, are Jean Luc Picard, <laughs> Professor yes. X, and yes. whatever his character's name was from Frasier, the opera guy. Yeah, I don't even remember his name, but I watch that episode literally once a year, maybe <laughs> more. I show that to people all the time. Yeah. Um, Picard, obviously, being his least popular of the three. I, I mean, Patrick. Not joking Patrick's aside, is probably my favorite. But what? Yeah, well, I guess you haven't watched really any of the X Men movies. I've watched none Logan. of them. <laughs> you watched Logan in the preeminence front era of this podcast. Oh, you're right. So I've watched one of them, <laughs> which is a crazy one to start with. Like you didn't even get the whole thing is their relationship of twenty years that you've grown up with these characters, and you did not get any of that. No, as they're both old and dying together. Yeah, these folkies old folkies <laughs> um but very excited for that uh gonna watch that in mere days uh and then we'll record a doctor strange episode whenever you have time to uh avoid law school related things mm-hmm. and watch uh doctor strange and then we can talk about it now i'm looking um, forward to it i mean the fact that it has a wanda vision i mean just a, the wanda's gonna be in it yes is gonna be good and i look forward to uh, that Elizabeth Olsen has signed on for six more projects. So okay. she's going to be sticking around for a while. Okay. Um, so we'll definitely have more. I, probably they won't do another WandaVision type thing, but I'm sure she'll be in the other television programs and maybe even get her own movie at some point, uh, which would be delightful. Uh, did you Did you watch The Batman? I have not. I started okay. watching it on HBO and then I was like, this is three hours. <laughs> oh, how far did you get? Three minutes. That's not far at all. No, well, it wasn't because it was bad or anything. I just realized it was going to be three hours. And I kind of realized I'd rather be asleep in three <laughs> hours than watching the movie. So what would an appropriate length of time have been for you to proceed to watch it? I, it's probably more of just like I need to... I don't know. I almost need to break it into chunks. Three hours is just so long. I gotta say, there is no talk about wasted, no wasted space and everything everywhere. There is no wasted space or scene in the Batman. Yeah, I I would say if it had been less than two hours and 20 minutes, I would have been I probably would have watched it. Would you like to guess how many times I've seen that in theaters? We just lost it last week when it hit HBO. Oh, man, that's interesting because I feel like the number has to be high. If it was one, that question wouldn't make much sense. <laughs> uh, but what is a reasonable high number? I would say three or mind, four. I'm going to go with every t- four. Every time I watch this, it's three hours. Yeah. <laughs> so four, uh, four seems like a, a very high number. Okay, so you're going with four? Yeah. It is, in fact, four. Okay. I have watched, I've spent half a day watching half a the day. Batman. Yeah. Wow. Um, so so you it like is. it then? It's very good. It is. 
And I, I'll even say the first one we watched was with the staff screening like a day before it came out, like the, the midnight premiere thing. And I had to like open the next day or something crazy, but I was really gung-ho about watching the Batman. And two hours in, I was just like fatigued and thinking, I have to work the next day. This movie is very long, even though I was enjoying it thoroughly. But still, I would have never had that thought during Endgame. Right. I would have just been so moved. And then the second time I watched it was my favorite watch of the four because I knew what to expect and I got to pick up on all the stuff I missed and you just really get to feel the scenes. And Paul Dano is so good as the Riddler. Uh, oh, I forgot that. That's decision. kind of a hook to get me in. Oh, man. I like he Paul Dano. And a riddle. So I like a riddle. Compelling. Yeah, The Riddler? <laughs> No, I mean, I'm like riddles in general, so I'm into his character as the Riddler. <laughs> yeah, no, it's Paul Dano and he's doing riddles, which is really just, that's all of your favorite things in one place. Well, um, you you would like this, and it's also David Fincher. He's basically playing, the Riddler is John Doe from Seven. Hmm. Or that is supposed to be who he is made out to be. Um, I love this movie. I watched it half a day's worth in theaters. Uh, you should watch it after this if you have nothing else to do. It's really good. I'll probably watch it in the next... Uh, during exam times. It'll probably be on once, some point when start, I'm just burnt out. Once you start, it's hard to stop. Well, in three it's, minutes, uh, you can stop pretty easy. <laughs> it doesn't really get I mean, its hooks in. <laughs> you didn't get... There's... So you didn't even get... You, did you get past... That was the opening scene with the Riddler, right? Like in the apartment who can even remember okay i really well, wasn't right. invested i was like i was starting to watch it and i was like getting settled i was getting you know snacks and stuff together and yeah. then i was just like probably not <laughs> it's getting snacks and stuff together <laughs> you know as one does for a movie <laughs> it's three hours yeah. you can't go into a three-hour movie without rations you'll perish no you can't oh and i just like Imagine watching the Batman for 12 hours and having access to unlimited free popcorn during all of that. Yeah. Like, how much popcorn did I eat? That's a question I don't have the answer to. <laughs> uh, um, is it time to get to the duzzies? I think so, uh, unless you have any other uh, intro material to go through. No, nah, I think we got it. I'm, I'm on the edge of my seat, and I cannot wait any longer to get to the results. You're just so excited. I am literally you're, you're on the really... edge of my seat. Kind of how I, where I record, that's kind of has to be the case. See, I can't see you right now because I am offering a video screen on my end, but you are not. I just see a little uh, blue head in a bubble, and it's not even. You don't even have a picture of yourself as like your Google avatar. That is it's an outline I drew of myself. <laughs> well, it's, I, I don't mean, have a neck anymore. Like I'm just a floating else's. head. <laughs> At least you know what you look like. <laughs> Um, all right, we are going to pull up these survey results. What is the first category? I, I mean, I filled out this survey too, um, but it's been yes. a, quite a while. It has been. So we are going to... I I think they alphabetized them, which is weird, because I had them like leading up to best actor, and then best podcast host is always last, of course. if you remember. Um, so we'll save that for last. Uh, but we will start. I'm going to skip Best Picture because that's at the top for some reason. And then we're going to go with, uh, I guess we'll skip Best TV Show either and come come back to it. Um, 
So we will start with Best Actress in a Film. And we have Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow, Florence Pugh as Yelena Belova, Gemma Chan as Cersei, Zendaya as MJ Watson, and Aquafini, Aquaf, Aquafina <laughs> as Katie Chen. I think I voted for Florence Pugh. Okay. And what do you think the people voted for? I'm hoping they voted with me. I think I also voted for Florence Pugh. And doggone it, she won. Florence wow. Pugh. Come Did over she win to... by a lot? <laughs> she won her... She got 48% of votes. Okay, so that's Second that's pretty place was 28% with Aquafina. Okay, that's, a, that's actually kind of a, a stomp. That wasn't close. <laughs> No, she ran away with yeah. it. It's a nearly double second place. Good for her. I'm sure um, she'll be excited to get that in the mail. Yes, and if you remember, well, if you remember uh, in the previous episode we established, we bought several of these know it Duzzies, uh, and we have boxes of them in your old house now. You don't live in the house where the boxes are. I hope you took them with you. I'll have to check. Uh, and then, uh, yes, the actors may reach out to us at any time and claim their trophy we have these all ready to go and then hey maybe we'll get one of them on the pod one day if we keep this up i should hope best actor in a film oh also i don't know if you remember last year you guessed every single one correctly okay so i'm already one for one so that's good (laughs) if we're gonna see if you can live up to that you might have missed one but i'm pretty sure you guessed all of them correctly let's go with that (laughs) all right and then if I don't so, get it again this year, we can misremember this year as me getting them all, too. <laughs> next year. Well, next year it's only going to be one year away, so I'll remember that. Yeah, it's a little easier. Two years? It's a little hazier. All right. Best actor in a film, David Harbour as Red Guardian, uh-huh. uh, Simu Liu as Shang-Chi, Richard Madden as Icarus, Tom Holland as Peter Parker Spider-Man. Or Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange. I think it's going to be Tom Holland because that movie was a lot. He was doing a lot of acting in it. Oh, he was so good. And just the look on his face when he realizes he has to let MJ go is... Yeah. Oh, man. It's got to be. You feel you feel for the boy. Um, so uh, the answer is Tom Holland with a whopping 54%. Crushing it. Uh, second place is Simu Liu as Shang-Chi. Um, with 25%. Solid so, effort. Uh, solid effort, but you're not quite Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, we have Best Actress in a TV Show. Elizabeth Olsen is Wanda Maximoff. Emily Van Camp is Sharon Carter. Sophia DiMartino is Sylvie. And Haley Steinfeld is Kate Bishop. Uh, wait, what was the first Interesting. one? Uh, Elizabeth Olsen as Wanda Max. Okay, I was just making sure that was in this year. It's got to be that, doesn't it? Uh, that's what I voted for. Yeah. Um, and it was, in fact, Elizabeth Olsen with a whopping 71% of votes. Wow. So the yeah. most, most runaway so far. Absolutely. I mean, thank you for letting choosing me to be your mom. Like, no one else had a line remotely that good. No, I would shows. say... Uh, uh, oh man, the girl from Hawkeye immediately oh, fell Haley's out of my head. But I th- thought she was probably my second favorite of that list. She did get second place with seventeen percent of votes. Wow, yeah. But uh, yeah, seventy-one percent—that's quite a steal. Yeah. Uh, I did like 
Kate Bishop a lot, and I am excited to see what she does in the future. But hey, we're in the uh, Wanda Maximoff era. Her the Wanda Maximoff years of the Avengers is our Eminence Front year or era. Uh, <laughs> what a best confluence. actor. <laughs> best actor in a TV show: Paul Bettany as Vision, Anthony Mackie as the Falcon mm. slash Captain America, Sebastian Stan as the Winter Soldier, Tom Hiddleston as Loki. Mm. And Jeremy Renner as Hawkeye. See, oh, this is a little tough. I could see it going okay. to several of them because Vision had a very emotional performance. Uh, yep. uh, the Captain America show also like tackled some complicated stuff that like not a lot of the other ones did. But I true. think I voted for Tom Hiddleston just because his character. Like I feel like he's one of the most. Um, engaging actors that marvel has like when he's on screen it's hard to look at anyone else sure i mean to give a uh notorious villain his own tv show after he's been in so many movies yeah there's no ultron show coming out (laughs) there's no ultron show that we know of let's hope what if he actually gets an james spader comes back to actually do an age of ultron instead of a week of ultron and then the age lasts six weeks because that's like way longer than the events in Avengers 2 lasted. Could be. So who, <laughs> Would you watch that show? Wait, who do you, would you be excited for it? Uh, no. I would not okay. watch it. Well, you'd have to watch it, but would you be excited for it? I certainly wouldn't be excited, and I might not even watch it. <laughs> <laughs> you'd have to watch it. That's part of your contract. This is our Eminence Front era. We need to be on, on top of our game. Wait, who'd you like vote the for? Who were when they wrote that song? Um... So did is Loki your final answer? Did you say an answer? I it, it was my choice, and I, I think this one's close. If I was going to stumble, I feel like this one isn't going to be nearly as runaway as some of the last ones were. But Okay. But you're going to go with Loki, yes. it sounds like. Loki is, in fact, correct with 46%. Uh, tied for second place at 21% is Paul Bettany as Vision and Sebastian Stan as the Winter Soldier. Really? I'm surprised Sebastian yes. Stan got more votes. Yeah, he... Uh, I mean, you kind of, I liked his whole trauma arc and he's getting over, he definitely showed a lot more emotional range, yeah. I would say, even though Anthony Mackie, you know, killed it with a lot of dialogue delivery and just an all around great performance. Yeah. I do. I did see a lot of people reacting to Sebastian Stan's like emotional performance hmm. during, uh, the show when it came out, um, best villain Green Goblin, as portrayed by Willem Dafoe. Agatha Harkness, as portrayed by Catherine Hahn. Uh, Zhu Wenwu, as portrayed by Tony Lung Shu Wai. I'm butchering that name, I apologize. Kang, as portrayed by Jonathan Majors. Oh, man. And Kingpin, as portrayed by Vincent D'Onofrio. What a year for villains, can yeah. we just say that? So here, I'm, I'm split between Green Goblin... Because okay. you kind of you have the nostalgia plus the fact that he seemed genuinely unhinged in that role. Oh, absolutely! When he's getting punched in the face over and over again, just laughing. But then Kang yep. is like his performance was very interesting, and it also kind of represents like a lot of the future of what's coming yes. up. But Agreed. I also feel like less people would have watched that. I feel like more people probably went out and saw Spider Man. Yeah, that is probably true. Oh man. That's so tough. I think I voted for Kang, okay. um, but I think it's going to go to Green Goblin. Okay, so your final answer is Green Goblin. Yeah. It is, in fact, Green Goblin at 44% of votes. What was second? 
uh, Agatha Harkness. Interesting. In I think our, I think our by. audience just really liked WandaVision. Our audience did really enjoy WandaVision. That is true. Um, also, Kang Kang only got eight percent of votes, which is kind of shocking. Kingpin got zero percent. Again, like those weren't really the roles that were. They are going to thrive later. Yeah. No, but I, uh, I mean, like, I definitely think that Kang's appearance in Loki pushed it to a different level for me. I think I also voted for Kang, and he got eight percent of votes. <laughs> so I think you and me might be contribute the sole contributors of that eight yeah. percent. Maybe. Um, <laughs> who knows? Maybe I don't remember if I voted for Green Goblin. It, it, I would have voted for either of those two because I was truly blown away that we got a Kang performance at all. And that it was so good. Yeah. No, it's exciting um, that uh, an exciting first revelation of that character. Yeah. Oh man. And I again, I thought we were just going to get a statue of him, but we got the full hour of him just being wild and wacky. Hmm. All right. Uh, best comic relief. We have Karun, hmm. the valet from Eternals, Morris, the little pet from Shang Chi. Yeah. And Mobius from Loki. Hmm. I actually think the funniest of these characters is the valet from Eternals. Okay. But I do not think he's going to get credit in this. I think it's going to be Mobius because Owen Wilson. I do think you're going to be surprised by the result of this answer. Uh oh. <laughs> what was the one that I didn't even mention? <laughs> well no then that's just it's morris from shang chi but i'm not just saying that to make you pick the one you didn't mention no or i'm not gonna I? change my answer okay uh so what is your you're going with mobius, mobius. it is a three-way tie wow all three of them 33 percent what's not wrong so then? no it's not i just said you'd be surprised <laughs> and i am <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> Um, so yeah, there was no way you were going to get that one wrong, which must feel pretty, pretty nice. Um, I, again, all three of those characters were really good. I don't think anyone necessarily stood out. Um, I'm sure Morris sold a lot more stuffed animals, but I also, after I posted this regretted putting, I forgot to put Trevor Slattery up there and it probably should have been like Trevor and Morris cause they were kind of a dynamic duo and Trevor was really the comic relief. Hmm. Morris was just like the lovable pet. Yeah. But I think the the valet in Eternals was actually holding down the fort. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, he was definitely... Because that movie was otherwise super serious. It was. Uh, it, a drama, some might say. I wouldn't. <laughs> I liked it more than Power of the Dog. Um, best surprise cameo. Oh, this is Harry Styles as Eros... Andrew Garfield as Peter Parker, Tobey Maguire as Peter Parker, Charlie Cox as Matt Murdock, Jonathan Majors as Kang, and Vincent D'Onofrio as Kingpin. Great year for surprise cameos. Uh, I think it's got to be uh, Toby. Toby, your final answer. You're not even going to go over any of these other ones. I just, I mean, he is the OG. I don't think there's any way that it's not Toby. Okay. Is that your final answer? Yeah. It is, in fact, Charlie Cox as Matt Murdock. No way. Yes, with 32% of votes. See, what I think happened is the Toby and Andrew got split. ones got split. What's a problem with the, the survey? Same... 
<laughs> it's the same cameo yeah. basically happening at the same time with two different people. So what, what's the vote and breakdown that, then? 16% for Peter Parker, or for Toby. Yeah. 8% for Andrew. 32% for Matt Murdock, Charlie Cox. Okay, so but even if you add them together, they don't beat 32%. That is true. My my theory doesn't add up. And Jonathan Majors, so if you add both Toby or both Peters together, you get 24%, which is Jonathan Majors also scored 24%. Wow. Man, so Charlie Cox really ran away with it. Care about Daredevil. <laughs> He's great. You should watch the first 3 seasons of that show. Huh. All on Disney Plus right now. Wow. Uh, also, wow! I, I mean, it was just kind of common knowledge that the Spider Men were going to be in it. We yeah, were not sure. Yeah, but we were still, get like the, the uh, even though we all knew it was going to happen, I still think it was quite a moment that it, like they managed to pull it off. I agree. It, it was very good. Wow! But uh, for the record, I voted for Charlie Cox because I didn't want to split my opinion between split my votes for the two Spider Men because both of them were equally fun for me. And, and what were the what were the other contestants? Harry Styles had 16%. Wow. And Vincent D'Onofrio had 4%. Yeah. Not a lot of love for Kingpin. Yeah. Unfortunately. That's, I think that's probably true in the life of the character as well. He seems hard <laughs> to love. Yeah. Well, I mean, that is if you watch the show, that is perhaps a trope that you could pick up on. Um, I don't think that'll right, ever so happen. We have... <laughs> <laughs> oh, one day, one day. <laughs> which is uh, which the audience definitely won't like me saying that. It's because a apparently show. they're I, huge fans. <laughs> it's the best Marvel Netflix show, like definitively, and I would definitely say it is above more of the MCU Disney Plus shows. Maybe not all of them. Surely it's not better it than there. WandaVision and Loki. It's not better than WandaVision. Might be better than I'm, Loki. I might like it more than Loki, but Loki is going to have more seasons. This had three seasons to win me over. It's also the Punishers in this one, like. And this show's called Daredevil, a... you say? Yes, and, but the and Punisher so like, is he jumping over gorges on a motorcycle? You know what the show is about. <laughs> you watched it when it came out, and I was watching it on TV. And you watched a guy impale himself on a spike, and you said, "I will never watch this show." So like uh, you know like a motorcycle over some buses. No, it's not it's basically me, hot me rod. I mean Andy Samberg it's did not this. I think hot rod. You're up. You're upsetting our. This is supposed to be our Eminence Front era. You're upsetting our fans. <laughs> Maybe I turn into a real bad boy during the Eminence Front era. <laughs> I that would actually be a pretty fun twist. <laughs> um, so we have the category worst non MCU movie, and during this one, I sent out the survey to everyone. <laughs> And a ton of people were like, why didn't you like all these movies? Yeah. That is not the case. This category is created. We put in the category all of the movies that we talked about on the podcast that weren't Marvel movies. Mm -hmm. And when we decided we were going to make this category, I made the executive decision that none of these could be better than the ones we were talking about for the No It Does Right. So it has to have worst as the qualifier. Right. But are you which, which one are you picking of the category? Your favorite is the worst? No. So you're picking the worst. It is you're picking your least favorite of these okay. six movies. So and the contenders are Zack Snyder's Justice League, Venom, Let There Be Carnage, hmm. Nightmare Alley, mm -hmm. Licorice Pizza, Pig, and Dune. So the only one of these I saw was Dune. 
I, I had a goal to watch all of them, and I came up 100% <laughs> short. none of them? <laughs> I watched none. Oh. Except for the one that I've I already seen. You, uh, I asked you about these lists. Yeah. Like, like what are we going to add to this? And you're like, I'll watch these by then. And you have watched zero. I've watched of them. zero of them. But I'm going to say. I mean, I wasn't expecting you to watch Venom, Let There Be Carnage. Yeah. I, or and I know you started Zack Snyder's Justice League, but maybe did it's not. It's hard to say which of those two because I think those two are the clear front runners. Uh, I'm sh- also you've never you haven't seen I- Nightmare Alley or Licorice Pizza. Like you would love both. No, of those. I know. <laughs> this See, has got to be eating you up inside. I wish I'd seen them while they were at the local theater because that would have been great. Yeah, I saw them on the big screen. They were great. Okay, I'm gonna go with justice league just because i feel like uh, there's a chance that marvel fans ganged up on it would like a marvel movie yeah um it is in fact venom let there be carnage <sighs> because that is a worse movie than Zack Snyder's my first justice miss league, i will say except for that uh, other no one. <laughs> your second one or maybe you're gonna miss the rest of them from now on well, it could happen because you you've been you're you missed the first one and now you're uh striking out mm. you got some bad mojo i've smudged up my crystal ball we're, we're gonna see if you can bounce back with best song used in a film or tv show mm. smells like teen spirit uh by malia J, eh. which was the intro to black widow yeah that just felt uh, a little tropey to me like a slow version of an old song i feel like they're doing that yeah. a lot in movies these days anyway go on <laughs> Agatha All Along by Kristen Anderson Lopez and Robert Lopez. The Magic Number by De La Soul. And Run It by DJ Snake. Gotta be Agatha. Agatha All Along. Is that your final answer? Final answer. answer. They loved Agatha earlier. Second place to... And they still do with a 58% of votes going to Agatha All Along. Had to be. Um, I really like the magic number at the end of No Way Home by De La Soul. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, like, but like it just it's it's hard to match a credit song to a song that has like plot significance and is also well, the very magic number fun. is all about three. The number three and there are three Spider Men. It's the third third movie. Mm-hmm. Like if you pay attention lyrically, it was fits. that a cover Obviously, of get... the uh, Schoolhouse Rock song? It is not. Hmm. Well, that's not very good. All right, best moment. Let's see if you can keep your momentum with uh, getting them right again. Mm-hmm. Thanks for choosing me to be your mom from WandaVision. The No Way Home Spider-Man point, mm. which is when they all point at each other like the meme. If uh, you think I'm evil, well, just wait until you meet my variants with Kang from Loki. And with great power comes great responsibility from Spider-Man No Way Home. Mm, I think it is either the last or the first. Okay. A lot of Spider-Man love and a lot WandaVision of love. WandaVision love. It's just a TV versus movie thing. Well, since they didn't like those cameos that much. They liked them. Just I mean, well, also, Charlie Cox was in Spider-Man No Way Home. <laughs> that was true. the cameo. <laughs> That's a Spider-Man cameo. Hmm. It's really, so Spider- like, that is such an iconic moment, the great responsibility line that's true uh, it is an iconic moment tough. but the other one was like original and a good moment also so th- true. this is kind of just like we've seen this before 
I am glad that they saved it for the third movie and still found like a unique way to tell it. Yeah. Like that was pretty cool. Uh, that, this one, I'll, I'll be interested if the voting is as close as I it think is, it is. It is a pretty close. There aren't any ties, but it's as close as can be without a tie. Mm. Well, I guess I'm gonna. It's I'm gonna go with Wandavision just because it's a little more original and maybe that will make it stick in people's minds more. Okay, is that your final yeah. answer? It is, in fact... That was last place with 17%. Ah. It is, in fact, the Spider-Man No Way Home point. The point? The point. I would never put that at top. Everyone loved the meme. Wow. And it was just shocking that we got that in the movie. Everyone ate it up. It is funny when uh, people on the internet take an image and then put text on it cracks me up every time <laughs> every time 38 percent of viewers agree with you um all right we have best film best tv show and then our final feature as always best podcast host mm. and so far you're batting at like a 70 percent guess rate oh, accuracy. yeah no this has been a this has been a tough year <laughs> um best tv show we have wandavision falcon and the winter soldier loki what if and Hawkeye? What if? Psych. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're so comedic in your eminence front era. <laughs> Bad boy. Uh, I think it's Loki or WandaVision. Okay. And I'm going with WandaVision. Is that your final answer? Yeah. With 58%, is it, it is in fact WandaVision. Yeah. Followed by second place with 29%, Loki. Okay, and well, then there's good intuition the other, there. Other three were tied for last place with 4%. Okay. All right. Best film of 2021. Mm. We have Spider-Man No Way Home, Eternals, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, and Black Widow. Spider-Man. I, I think that one's pretty clear. I would be pretty surprised to see this go another way. I mean, Spider-Man did get like 50% of the cameo votes from three different people. Yeah. Or from like three different cameos. That's pretty big. And also, um, I just think like is... as a movie, it's like Shang-Chi was good. Black Widow was okay. Uh, and the one I'm forgetting you... is fine. <laughs> <laughs> did you did you like Black Widow more than Eternals? Uh they were i probably felt similarly about them but for very different reasons i absolutely would infinite i mean obviously i have a ranking but eternals is way higher in my mind they just than have black Widow. they have very different problems but i do think both of them are fairly flawed but also have good elements in them but they're just yes. very different the things that they succeed at and fail they at. are very different um okay. spider-man so the Answer is, in fact, Spider-Man No Way Home with 48% of votes. That's lower than I would have thought. I would have thought that that was like 60% or 60% plus. Yeah. Um, second place was Shang-Chi with 28%, Black Widow with 16%, and Eternals with 8%. Okay. Yeah. That, is that tracks surprising. my expectation. Even though I think Eternals is better than some of those, I don't think it just gets me. Eternals was my second favorite of the year. I liked Eternals more than Shang-Chi which I don't know if I'd say gonna, that but it's, it's not like it's not like a blowout or anything I think they're all relatively close I think Spider-Man is a head and shoulders above the rest of them and 
so get this uh right before we go into our final category um I, just talking about my rewatch um I, I coming up on my rewatch i am i just watched ant-man and the wasp last night so these four movies are going to be coming up within the next few months on my rewatch cycle and i am way more interested in rewatching eternals than really any of the other ones except for spider-man yeah just i eternals would be kind of interesting to rewatch just because a lot went down in it and it's a lot and it i've seen eternals i think three times already mm. i watched black widow once shang chi twice and then i think i saw eternals three times. maybe it'll be one that grows on the phantom slowly i might have watched it twice though i i yeah i i think it's a very good marvel movie for marvel it's, it's your things. thor dark world speaking of which i watched ant-man and the wasp last night get this i moved in my ranking i put it i just moved it below thor the dark world thor moved up last night because of yeah. my eighth viewing of ant-man and the wasp <laughs> yeah i think that's fair ant-man and the wasp is a not the strongest marvel film it's uh i think now the fourth worst but we will find out if that stays the same when uh ranksgiving comes around this year all right it's finale um, time it is the finale time i am it's pins and needles over here pins and needles will cademan francis weiberg walk away with his second no it does he's trophy or will jordan car people carl peoples jordan car could you imagine vroom vroom they didn't know until now i've been a car the whole time <laughs> uh he's an autobot in his eminence front era best podcast host who do you think won i think that you won and if that's the case i'm gonna absolutely lose it okay and i i what? i just want to preemptively say that if that's the case <laughs> that every listener is a complete moron even the ones who voted for me <laughs> you're retroactively damning your own fans yeah I, it's because they didn't help convince the rest of them that i mean that might be true um before I tell you the answer. I would like you to explain to the myself and the listeners why you think I got voted the best. Because uh, you sent out the poll. <laughs> <laughs> That's really the only reason? There's nothing, uh, uh, you know, some other flattering things you want to mm, say? Flattering things. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> i'm drawing a blank here dang i mean okay all right all right <laughs> we can save it for next year um best podcast host is in fact yours truly with 71 percent of votes Whew, not even close uh, absolutely run away <laughs> i mean at least this one had less to choose from that's true we didn't have anyone stealing the the votes yeah. um thank well, congratulations you so for, for picking me Thank you, thank you. I'm I'm so humble, honestly. You know, I I was like, who's it gonna be this year? It could be me. It could be the other guy. <laughs> uh, and you know, the fans chose me in the end, and I I'm so appreciative that they listened to this and uh, they submitted all the votes. 
and uh, they are excited. And thank you for all the kind feedback and appearances on the 100th episode. That was uh, super fun. That turned out very well. Thank you uh, to Jordan for editing that together and calling his three people. <laughs> yeah. Um, we, we both called that, people, so 50-50. We both called people. We both contributed to the final. Uh, but that uh, is the second annual No It Doesies. Wow. Wow. Um, Unless you have any uh, any things, are you uh, more more Doctor Strange hype? Perhaps that's coming out in a few days. I mean, I, I, I guess I hadn't really thought about it, but now that I'm, I'm thinking, because I remember there was that whole thing about a smudge in Wandavision, like in the yes. in the, it turns out that Correct. it was Doctor Strange, and they play his little theme song. Yeah, so that definitely gets me more excited about it, and I'm also just curious to see how they do a multiverse compared to uh everything everywhere all at once in the flash yeah that one i'm very excited about the flash yes i i imagine so but yeah now looking forward to it and uh the next ep should be out a lot sooner than the gap between uh these two but especially the hundredth and the one before it that was a real long gap oh man yeah that you that was such a long process calling that many people yeah i gotta say that was a marathon effort it was great it worked out we have now officially begun our eminence front era here is episode 101 thank you everyone for maybe all these episodes will be under an hour maybe that's part of it maybe that's part of we're snappy now the bad boy the bad boy well is eminence front a long song (laughs) yeah (laughs) oh is it well it's like it's like four minutes which isn't that long for a who song but for a song that has one kind of musical no idea <laughs> yeah it is long <laughs> okay well i mean hey maybe we're gonna have uh longer no substance episodes in our in our eminence front era could be all right who's to say well i've been jordan right. people oh wait here's the theme i guess oh yeah we should do the theme uh spliced in with the additional uh know it does these lyrics that you prepared mm, for yes. this one and only this one. right Well, that was a beautiful theme. I loved all those extra lyrics that I put in. Really great. Very creative of you. All right. Well, I have been Jordan Peoples, and Marvel has sucked. Uh, this is your second year in a row reigning champion, best <laughs> podcast host, Cade Weiberg, signing off with a confident, no, it doesn't.